offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grimes. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons <laughs> for you. Hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I screwed up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Brian. My name is Art. My name is Lane. Say Thursday edition. Thanks for joining us. Thursday. I think it's a good time for you to mention, Warren, what the origins of the trivia song are for DWA because I think it ties in with what you just did there a little bit. You think a Thursday edition is good to talk about yeah. the trivia music? <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, it's getting people hyped. You know, about I mean, the I've, I've only had about half a bottle of wine. Well, I think so. there's only there's people out there that only listen to Thursday. They've never heard of Sunday. It's, nah, <laughs> I'm joking. I, I would be surprised to hear that was true. Um, it is the is my rendition of the Johnny Carson Tonight Show theme song. There it is. And you could probably do a better job than I do. I'm no, not gonna, it's deep. It's deep. I don't know why that was it. Well, you had a little seventies. Uh, oh yeah, that's something uh, else. I don't even know intro. what that's from. That's like just in my subconscious. Is that a, is that an early like the, the dating game? Man, no, it's something it's so different. But it's one of those. Yeah. The Gong Show, or I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't up in the seventies. <laughs> I don't know what we it was. The There's people listening right now that are like, you fucking moron. Totally. It was the candid camera. <laughs> you know, oh, was, it might have been candid camera. No, 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 no. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, you know, especially like occasionally one of us isn't on the show or whatever. And we have our own opinions. And we, we're, when we're sitting here, we're Speak throwing, for spouting shit out. Yeah, Lane has never missed a show. <laughs> by let us do it without uh, him. But, uh, but, you know, like we'll yell at the radio. I want to see people wherever they are. Like the camera on them. Yeah, Why? I think it's great. Like it's like in the car or in the that. office or yeah. like just like what they're doing. And like, like what if, I mean, could, if they could push a button and yell at us. You could ask we for would that. See everything. No, I don't. I want was to see trying that. to set that up. But I already get text work. messages from people. Yeah, I mean, I just want to see. No, I mean, it, it could be like a reel. Like it's like a like a bunch of little like like snippets of like people Drew, from all over the place. Drew talking shit on me about F 16s Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell me, I'm an idiot for being F sixteen. Like, is he stuck in traffic because they're the highway? slow? Is he home? Someone else talked shit about the pick. Yeah. Oh, the B one bomber. Well, someone just said SR seventy one Blackbird. Oh is yeah, better. Oh, like, Joe, it was. But Joe. then I said, I'm like, it's Mr. Deputy. That's like picking a nine eleven. Like, yeah, they're great, great. Yeah, yeah. everyone knows that. That's the obvious pick. Mm-hmm. Go cold it's not the classic. imaginative choice, right? Imaginative choice. Yes, our, yeah. on uh, yeah, Sesame Street when Elmo gets emails. <laughs> yeah, they're like videos. That's cool. And that's what we need. Mm. We need okay. people to take videos mm-hmm. of themselves to send us. I think it was yeah, but I'm just thinking people hey, listen to us like in the put that in, in the freeway. Put that in the put that in the never watch category. <laughs> you never watch Sesame Street. No, no, no. The, the content that would come. The content oh. that I would never oh, watch. That's the folder you would. That's file the it folder in. I would just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll bet you wouldn't. I'll bet you'd watch them. Mm, I don't think so. Mm, I would. Not, not. There's too many. Hours, there's not enough hours in the day. Actually, you're right. I don't watch shit. I mean, I barely even watch. Like, if someone sent you a personal <laughs> reply to the B1 bomber comment. Dude, I have a hard in enough video that you would watch it. Dude. I have a hard dude, enough we, time reading. You know what we actually, should do? I, I you know really what we should do is 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 the phone number still on? Is it still active? Oh. No, it actually got deactivated by Google because we weren't using it. We should. Do, that's cool. I like listening to people's voicemails. That was kind of mm. fun. I like reading we the do transcripts. That <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah, best. so for the listeners at home, uh, I, I tried to set up a phone number so we could get messages. You literally did. So that, yeah, I you tried. did, and we got messages. I guess what I meant to say is I tried to set up a thing where we would use it on the podcast, right? Like or it would be People it would could be send calming. in questions, yeah, yeah. and then we could splice it into the podcast. And we did use it a couple times. 
We did, yeah. It was just kind of a pain in the ass. But the funny thing is, this is all through Google Voice, and so it would automatically translate what people were saying, and they were ridiculously bad. Do you remember <laughs> who sent those in? Like, do you remember any of the names? I'm sure there are no. listeners we still have. Yeah, I'm and sure. it was like five years ago. And so. I probably, even though they canceled that number for me, I probably still have a record. I, I probably, probably have all the recordings. Uh, it's probably no. You know, there's been some some characters that have dropped off. Adam Scott Bowling. What the fuck happened to that guy? Oh. That was what my favorite G- Instagram G-Zamira. name. Jamira. Oh, that's right. He was gonna write for us. He was like one of the early like. (laughs) He did. He did write one article, and then whatever happened to his Ford Expedition? I don't know. Overlander fell off the earth. Probably still stuck on the side of the road. (laughs) Probably. Um, yeah. So get the get the phone number going. Yeah. Are you in? I mean, why not? Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. I mean, free, right? Yeah. It's free. Another fighter. Another path for people to tackle us. I tried to get the number and it didn't work. Like you know, awesome. Like I'm sure people have saved that number too. No, the buy it just was not available in their phone book. (laughs) Yeah. DWA just makes it easier to say. Uh, what was it, the Costello guy too? Remember, Amaro Costello. Yeah, yeah he whatever. Follows that guy. Still, right? Yeah, he's still there. I think. We're going to go down this sad road. <laughs> art. And people also <laughs> change their names too. Oh, so that's true. A yeah. lot of it could be people changing their names. Right now they're yeah. That's right. What happened to Kyle J. He's been with us for a long time. Todd oh, Future yeah. used to heckle us all the time. He got married. Got he's what's, all his, soft what's his name now? Is he? Is, he's not Todd Future anymore he's either. He's maybe that's th- a different thing. He's, he's gone through three iterations, I think, of that. He hasn't finished his 2002. No. Uh, he got married. As, yeah, as, oh, he's Todd, Fut- he's Todd Futura now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No wonder I didn't recognize it. I've seen so a different. Way different. Are you guys ready? I'm ready, dude. Let's do this. Question time? Yep. Dark fact. General opinion on the FC RX-7. Put your rotary hate aside if you have any. But that's all the that's all the hate you would need is rotary hate. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. I really like them. Yeah, FC? Beautiful. Yeah. They're want, cool. They're like a 944 ripoff. They're yeah. a ripoff of a 944. I really like the later ones with the round taillights, the very last yeah, ones they made. Yeah, those ones look good. Yeah. Turbo 2. I don't know. I've never driven one. Actually, I've driven FC. They're cool, man. I've never driven one either. Yeah. I've driven... I've driven FD. FBs? You've driven an FD. Mm-hmm. Gangster, I've never driven an FD. Yeah. I've, I've never the, driven the, an the FD. Art, Art's going to go buy one tomorrow because you just said that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've driven RX-8s. It wasn't that a crazy. Like, your NSX was a more right. special experience. So, wait. So, RX-8. I've always heard great things about them. Never driven, driven one, but everyone... I mean, they look like ass, right? Several Yeah, they look awful, yeah. yeah. But... They... Drive all right. I mean, they're yeah. like torqueless. And it's a like, pretty yeah. decent Mazda interior they use for all their yeah, cars. It's fine. it's fine. They're just so ugly. I know it's yeah. sad. I think a really cool FC and and good trim and mm-hmm. maybe with a little livery looks so cool. Yeah, with uh, matching color wheels. They're our, really cool. Our buddy, um, why don't you get Glenn that? just picked one up. Yeah, so oh, yeah. nice, dude. Oh, yeah. I was so jealous. He got like, a GTU, which we really yeah, Those GTU, are red. and it's red, and it's original owner. He he comes up on these like super cl- like his three two three. Yeah, I know. He must know a Mazda yeah. guy. Yeah, or he's just uh, or because he's in that hunting for. Yeah. I saw that same car, but I I literally saw it. Really, really good price, and um, within the within the day or so, um, he shot me a text with that car, uh, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sure he has that a looks Google search or, or you know, yeah, like RSS feed, some kind of thing where they're notified yeah. when some shit pops and up. It goes up. Um, yeah. Why don't you? Wouldn't you rather have that than the the Nissan? Your, the Nissan, the ZXs you've been looking at. I don't know. Yeah, definitely something I've been looking at. Seems yeah, more, oh, like, like three, lightweight, nimble. Yeah, because the three hundreds are known as being yeah. kind of pigs. It's right. finding the right car. There's so most of them are just garbage. They're like super thrashed. Like there's well, a few. Same right is true now. for the Datsuns. Same is true for the Datsuns. or Nissan. Yeah, Nissan's, right? yeah, Nissan's, yeah. that's a kind of a still a Datsun in my book. I feel you. Uh, yeah, they're definitely hard to find in good condition. Like the one that he found is like immaculate. That's super super rare, and that's a GTU, which is a special car. It's like turbo everything. GTU. Yeah, it's a turbo everything without. The the turbo motor so mm-hmm. turbo brakes turbo suspension yeah, it's like sport package yeah so and it's lighter it's like to celebrate their wins and don't they have racing, like I think it five lug wheels or something and they have like five lug wheels yeah so it's like it's i love how just like, like turbo that's like such an american car thing and japanese car like that it would have five lug they would even offer a four lug and a five lug version right so crazy yeah, yeah. It's weird what's really bizarre is a lot of i mean i don't know too much about vox bodies but um 
most of them had drum rear brakes like the five O's yeah. did. So you had, you had, I think it was an LX package that had the discs or something. I or can't remember. GT. Or my, yeah, not even, I think the GT, GT is had, above LX, right? I want to say the GT had drum brakes. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. I think I, LX is the lower rent because it didn't have the cladding and stuff. So one of them is like the f- highly option package, whatever that GT, is. right? Is it the GT? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is now talk about voicemails. We're we're about to get some. I know it's kind of like talking about something you kind of know about. Totally. Yeah, that's we can't know everything, guys. Yeah, can't sorry. know everything. Ben Rogat says, "What is each of your specialties when it's your turn to cook for the family?" Uh, Yeti Overland commented, "said My bet for McQueen Racing is microwave corn dogs, <laughs> cigarette <laughs> cigarette butts, and warm bush ice." <laughs> Hashtag dirtbag. Ben Ben countered and said, "I was gonna say." Fish sticks, warm keystones, and a can of skull. <laughs> no daddies. Oh and Yeti Overland said so that's for the Sunday edition dinner. <laughs> He's a fancy boy. <laughs> the skull dude on the side? Yeah, fish sticks. I'm not sure how they go. <laughs> that's the best. My dude. daughter's going to take that. Microwave corn dogs, <laughs> cigarette butts, and a warm bush ice. <laughs> Yeti Overland has some, some good content. He has some pretty good, pretty strong hate. Yeah. I like it. Strong trailer troll. Um, all right. Sounds delicious. I, I'm mm. fortunate enough to to have a wife that loves to cook and is that's kind of her hobby. But I do all the barbecuing. So yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm that's that's guy. where it's at then, right? You're the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I make a mean paella. Ooh, mm, that's, that's a, my wow. go-to. Oh, so paella, do you have the dish and everything? I, the, the works. Dang. Yeah, so that's my go-to. Where do you keep that thing? For the dinner. Dude, we got to come over to your I house my refrigerator day. in that one spot. That one spot. Yeah. Fills yeah, like, the whole thing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you want to have us over, just yeah, let us know. We do. You guys are always welcome. It's a trek, but hey, let's do it. I never got the invite for paella night. I know, me either. Let's paella it right now, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Brian, fish sticks, corn dogs. <laughs> I'm kind of the steak and potatoes and like broccoli. You, you've made like lasagna. Like that. Aren't you a lasagna guy? I have made lasagna. But wow. I'm not a, I'm not mm. a big like. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. I cook. I've, I used to cook a lot. And I'm but, a breakfast guy. I'll make a lot of breakfast. Oh, I'm mm. breakfast. Yeah, for sure. That's not really like specialty. Yeah, but that's like whatever. Yeah. If I if I have the choice, like a steak, just do it on the uh, uh, on the cast iron skillet of the and stove. Grill. And a little skull or what? On the foreman. On the foreman. A little chaw spit. Cast iron. You put it in the oven too? Yeah. That's no. where it's at. That's oh, cool. no, that's, you put the foreman grill in the oven. No, you put the cast iron in the oven. You just you <laughs> cast sear iron, each yeah, side. I, you I'm put it in the you. oven. I'm Come on, dude. Yeah. A lot of butter. A lot of butter, yeah. Have you done the for the uh, when so you can get it super hot yeah. and it won't mm-hmm. smoke? Okay, yeah. Have you done the thing where you... You get the cast iron 500 degrees, and then you put the steak in that Ooh, on seared. the range. Oh, no, that's I haven't done cool. that. That's good. There's yeah, a good recipe. Like New York that's Times has a recipe. That's the you need ghee because it's like... You can do that, but you really just put it go directly in it. If you have olive oil... And yeah, you put the, the job, olive oil on the on the yeah. steak, yep. mm-hmm. and then you put it in the 500 degree and it's skillet just like for two instant, minutes. And dude. Yeah. yeah. Each side, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then so stick good. it back in the oven. You're good. And you're just like, you know, maybe some salt and pepper, and that's basically it. That's why But you do it last minute. A little garlic. And by pepper, he means a little bit of a snuff, just Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just side of stuff. Part of this searing, little right there. cigarette butt searing where you're just like, psh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to give grill marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Butt marks. Yeah. Butt marks. <laughs> um, I'm recently proud of uh, getting into some fluffy pancakes. I've Ooh. been making just reg pancakes for Dude. a long time. So, and then the other day it was like, I, you know, uh, <clears throat> my wife was craving pancakes, and I was like, yeah, I'll whip some up, and she's like, oh, I don't know. Let's just go get them from Santa Cruz Diner. And I was like, well, I can just make them. And she's like, yeah, but they're just not fluffy. Whoa. How do you make them? What do you do? It's the next week. So uh, you want the fluffy recipe? Well, do you just go full? Do you go like full with eggs and everything? Or do you have like a mix? With uh, oh, I I do a mix, but I mean with eggs. Okay. Not I don't do any of the just w- add water shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what milk, milk is eggs. the thing, right? Isn't it? Milk is what makes. No, it? so here's huh? the thing, dude. So you do uh, you separate the whites mm. uh, from the egg yolk. Yeah, you want to drop use... that egg yolk in. Yeah. Then you beat the egg whites and you fluff those or whatever it's called. Sure. Uh, 
uh, and you whip fold them? that in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a different term than whip, I think. But yeah, it's basically you, no, it's you whip it. Yeah, uh, and then you fold them in. Meringue. You got to take a <laughs> take a uh, a bit of time to fold them, mm-hmm. but th- that's it. That's all you got to do. It does nice. take a, it's twice the time, but so we have it's like this uh, straight fluff. We have this just add water like crusties mix. Yeah, and uh, it's I really trust it, it's dude. really good. And, and it's like if you want them fluffy, you just add you make them a little doughier, like less water. Uh-huh. And it makes them kind of uh, fluff okay. up more. Yeah, if you want, all right. I mean, it's the most basic thing ever, yeah. but they're, yeah. I mean, they're actually really basic good. is nice, dude. Yeah. So the reason I, I like was excited about it early on when he mentioned it is my wife's like on a very limited carb diet and has been oh, so for the last okay. six months. Yeah, and like I've been craving pancakes so bad, and like I just like want to whip some up, but I'm the only one who's gonna eat them. Just and go out, and like well, I just, just do the that yeah. Go out is where it's at, right? Because then she can get whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. But yeah. I do want to just make them at home because I have the mix right there. Well, your daughter like would probably like it too. She's yeah. not a big pancake gal, dude. Just do <laughs> Maybe the, my three and a half year old. She's a she's a she's into uh, waffles. Mm. Yeah, yeah, also but good. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just want a fluffy pancake. So one hard thing is getting. So Christina will be looking for like the gluten free options and everything. Oh yeah, she changes the, the game. And there's like same with, she's not, but oh, I thought yeah. she was. No, she just likes to go that way. It's basically can, a fucking cracker at that point. It's like this like no texture. Like but actually, it, there's a few that are okay. The mix, yeah. There are some, but yeah. it's like I got to remember which ones are good. And it's like there's just the standards that you get with the non like fancy gluten free like. What, like the crusties or what, yeah, I don't yeah. even remember which one I like the most but we have like a cabinet full of all these different ones and I can't remember which one's a good one and bad one so it's just like pancake we that. went to Whale City Bakery a, that was a while ago and whatever one afternoon and Heidi got some gluten free muffin she had like a couple bites and didn't eat the rest and I was like oh what's up with this you know you didn't like this no it was fine I had a bite. I'm like, oh, God, fuck <laughs> this thing, dude. It's like a rock hard mess, dude. It was yeah, just like, yeah. fuck. Like, oh, you, I know you hated it. She was just like embarrassed to say <laughs> that she bought this thing that sucked, yeah. basically. Because yeah. I think I might have heckled that she got gluten free or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was so bad, dude. Yeah. Dude, I feel but yeah. with that said, uh, so we have a friend who's like straight gluten free, like serious business. And she'll, she's like a, kind of an amazing baker. Like, she'll make these gluten free cupcakes that are so good yeah it's kind of so it's like it's possible there's a ton of bad Mm -hmm. stuff like right you get some gluten-free cookies and they're just terrible i know so so one one weird kind of hobby of mine is trying to find really good vegan pastries because Mm -hmm. they're mostly terrible like it's not even a hobby it's just like i want to try shit that's made without the fat right the best fucking vegan donuts are the whole foods vegan donuts have you tried those they just always have them it's like they're they're like the old school style like the more dense type i literally have one at the house so good because they use coconut oil in that shit, so they're I mean, moist. I don't know. I took one bite and I it love was them. All right, but I love no them. I've had some that. good gluten-free like peanut butter cookies. Mm. I but mean, not rare. Gluten, not, sorry, vegan, vegan, vegan. And that's what I meant to say earlier was vegan. Yeah. Also, it happens, but it's rare. Yeah, it's I think it's probably a easier gamble. I think it's easier with a cookie than like a muffin or cupcake because it, it can be like denser, and you know, a cookie's supposed to be a little denser. And mm. so, yeah, I feel you. Franco GT1 says, <laughs> "Your first memory, <clears throat> sorry, your first memory of an actual car. Think hard." I thought about this because I read this question. I think it would have to be my dad's '62 Volkswagen uh, convertible. That just comes to mind, and mm. I don't. But a lot Any of that scenario, like the weird thing is, a lot of that, like I've seen pictures of me in it, and I don't yeah, know if I'm thinking yeah. about the picture. You know, that definitely seeing helps. the pictures. I definitely have like vivid memories of in the back of my dad's 58, I think it was a 58 single cab Volkswagen pickup truck painting it. It was a chalky red and painting it with buckets and, and paintbrushes of water because it would turn like shiny, you know, right, it turned right. red when you did right. that because it was so chalky, yep. chalky, you know, chalky red. Um, and I remember vividly doing that and I was probably, that was definitely pre- you know, I was probably three years old or something because mm. it was way before kindergarten. I started kindergarten. I was at four. So. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, uh, like my first car, <laughs> which we know is a, a nebulous subject. It's controversial. Uh, it's a controversial subject. And it's because it's, it's almost like, I don't know if this is, and I've, t- I've actually mentioned this being as my first memory possibly ever, but I don't know if it's because I want it to be, or if it's the one that has stood out the most, but, um, 
getting into the back of my dad's like a family friend's 928. Like I remember that very clearly and that's the earliest memory I remember. But I was trying to think of this once I read this earlier too. And there's also probably around the same time frame. I don't know if it was before it or right after because I was probably three or four. Who the fuck knows if it was earlier. But um, I lived off of uh, Strawberry Road. My first house we ever lived in was in Elkhorn Slough. And there was a, a neighbor who had a Ford pickup that had a green bug deflector on the hood. Do you remember those? Of course. And uh, like a Lexan fucking thing. And I remember like walking up to it or like just walking and looking up and seeing it up there and trying to figure out what the hell that thing was like as a little kid. So I don't know if that was the first or if my 928 one was, but those were probably my earliest automotive memories. God, I don't have an answer for this one. It's super hard. <clears throat> yeah. Like I have I these visions of general cars, you know, the cars from early on, but yeah, I don't have any like specific memories. And I definitely like, it's a little hard to separate, like looking at photos. That's and the thing is putting like, yourself in that. Totally. Place. Yeah. Like, I, re- I mean, my dad's 280Z, like, was a huge part of my, like, early life because, like, we would drive in any- everywhere. Like, we would go on road trips. And I remember a ton of shit in that car. But, and my dad had that car right? since new. So, well, you're it's probably like, like five or six. Yeah. Really so, I don't know. know. And the pictures, right? You see the pictures of you yeah. in it or around it and, like, totally mixes it all up. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have one? I mean, I have a, a story that sticks out, <clears throat> but I don't know if it was my, the first, but I was really young and my uncle was picking me up from my grandparents in Southern California and taking me back to Santa Cruz. And he had a, like an 78 S class diesel, just kind of one of those, I don't know, blue seventies kind of colors. Uh-huh. I remember going over the grapevine though, and there was snow and it's like one of the first time I'd seen snow and that's like stands out in my mind, but I can't say it was the first car I really remember, but mm. how old were you when that happened? I must've been like four or something like that. Yeah. I, one memory, uh, there's like some visions of like my dad's P 1800 and his FJ 40, but I think that's a little later. I think now you kind of jog my memory, Warren. I know we went to Disneyland in a Honda CVCC, a little Whoa. blue one. The, oh, full, the family of was us it brand new at the time gosh i don't you drove I all the way from know. the barrier bay yeah, area from, from vacaville from like vacaville <laughs> or walnut creek whoa that's so gnarly right <laughs> oh gnarly like i kind of remember i don't know it just say feels like someone would die on the way there like it seems so especially then right and the then, cars yeah, that were on the road family. like an ltd or something I think it was yeah. four of us. I, I don't think it, it, there's no way it could have been. Just Everybody was us. smaller back then, so it's totally fine. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. Kendra too. Kendra had to have been there because otherwise I'm less than two, and there's no way I would have remembered that. She was sitting on your mom's lap or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I was. I must have been like five or something, and she was three. And yeah, definitely no giant car seats. That yeah. would have worked in one of those. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I, I do have slight memories of it being like claustrophobic and gnarly, kind of. <laughs> Actually, it's a long distance. I shoot that must have been even the painting the butt, but the the truck might have been when I was like even younger, dude. Like just maybe just three or late late two because I I definitely remember my dad bought a brand new nineteen eighty three Volvo at the Volvo dealership oh. by Burger King. And I remember that whole experience, like being in the dealership mm. floor waiting for them and they had to go prep the car, you know, it was like prepping the car. He ordered the car and then went going to pick it up and it wasn't ready. They had to like prep it and all this stuff. So we like walked to Burger King and had dinner because it was like getting late. So you're saying so, Subaru of Santa Cruz was a Volvo dealership? No, not Subaru, the Volvo dealer, where, which is Staff of Life now. Oh, right there. That's, yeah. There was a so it was Volvo Jeep. So across from where you Chrysler, Chrysler, yeah. Yeah, it was Volvo Jeep, I think. Chrysler, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I definitely remember that. And that was, he bought, uh, that car was a 1983, uh, just a little four-door 240DL four-door sedan. Mm-hmm. So was this in 84 or something? Like Probably 83, dude. It was brand oh, No, he mean? ordered it from Volvo. Like, oh. it wasn't even on the lot. He, like, ordered the car. How bummed is he that the freaking first-gen minivan comes out the next year at the same dealership? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did so own one in 86, so <laughs> yeah, maybe he was bummed. bummed. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, we had a 82 wagon at the same time, a Volvo wagon. Uh, but, yeah, so I was definitely, like, three when that happened. Big fat flip. Researching STEM toys for my kids made me think. What was your most cherished toy as a kid? How do you think it affected you as an adult? Doesn't necessarily need to be a car uh, car related, of course. 
Do you guys think about that? Like buying STEM toys? Do you What's think about STEM that toy? stuff? It's like the it's, science and engineering stuff. What is no, that? no, it's a, a step. Anything STEM is like something to build on, right? So it's like getting you into cars, right? So you'd buy Andrew no, Tonga no, no, trucks. It's, no, it's right. It's science, technology, what? technology, something like engineering. That. It's not math. like that meaning of like. I don't know. I, I've never heard of something referred I can't, to as I can't, STEM I don't toys, know what, but STEM I don't know is a thing. Is. It's like. The technology, well, right? Or, is it, a lot of times, the, the something that's a STEM something will be something that it, that make build like a train know. set, and you can add. No, to it's it. something no. to build on, right? I so see it's what like you're saying. It's buying like, someone yeah. a Tonka truck. Yeah. it's a STEM toying to getting someone into cars. It's almost like a uh, seeding. It's or a, it's something. a I guess so they they up. call that like a yeah. So it's science, technology, yeah, engineering, and math. Gotcha. Hmm. So that's like, and it, but it's uh, the same. It's the same effect basically which is like trying to get people into sciencey type stuff yeah yeah so like a rector sets yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, science kits yeah or, yeah yeah Yeah, i've seen some recent like ones like actually saw one recently it was like um one of these little like a like a high-end kind of toy shop in the city where like you build um like a rc car um out of like you know wooden components and then it has like a little motor and then the little circuit board and all that shit and erector um, sets used to have that too they'd have yeah, the erector yeah, cars right. those so are cool yeah. i was thinking of a book that i had when i was young or i don't know how young i was probably like seven eight something like that but it was how things work and it was a mm. hand drawn and on the cover was a, a space shuttle taking off and then it would be kind of uh you know, cutaway drawings and really like, do you remember that book? It yeah, was a I remember it was, cover written book. By, it was written by uh, Bob Lazar. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that'd be sweet. So what did you would recognize it. Yeah, I'm sure. It was, it was like how things work and it was, uh, uh, looked like colored Hard pencil. Cover? Yeah. Colored pencil huh. drawings, every page hmm. of a bunch of different things. Like one would be a telephone and it would be like all how, you know, it goes. Uh, across yeah. Cool. Uh, really, really interesting. I love that book. That's awesome. So, so that got you into breaking down yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like just wondering, like especially yeah. mechanical. You know, that has a space shuttle and show like the rocket, all like yeah. the different compartments of gas. That's and cool. How it all comes out and stuff. So yeah, you'd, you'd recognize the cover. I know. I think mine, like Legos, are always a big part. Uh, but really, I think mine was just kind of like being. My dad had a cabinet shop, or he had a furniture restoration business in our back garage. We had a 1,500-square-foot, two-story garage, and that was his furniture restoration. Then it, he sold that company, and it turned into a cabinet shop, so he had a cabinet shop there. And it was really just having access to everything in that shop. Right. So, That's like, cool. we would just go back there as kids, and we'd find, like, rattan and stuff for doing furniture, and, like, Old and we'd make bow and, and arrows. You know, yeah. we'd make the bows. We'd tie in like twine that he had and we'd wrap it around. We notch the end of the pieces of wood, bend them and then make arrows out of the, out of pet, like whatever, like pieces of wood he had. And then we go back there and we get, he had always let any owned a cabinet shop over on the, on the East side too. And we go there and it'd just be like, okay, you guys can do whatever you want. We had staple guns hooked up to like compressors, saws everything there, shit. saws, everything. And we like, we try and make like go-karts. We'd try, we'd make <laughs> skateboard ramps. Like yeah. it was having access to all that stuff and like making our own toys that were like active things like That's tree right. forts, building tree forts, you know, like, and we, I remember we'd have like bow and arrows. We'd get into it and be like, oh, let's make bow and arrows. And then all the kids in the neighborhood would be there. And I'd be like making bow and arrows for, Did and my dad would say just shoot for them. all the kids. And we'd be playing cowboys and Indians and stuff. And it would, yeah. you know, but I think that was kind of like, for me, the biggest was like that kind of learn by doing kind of stuff. So, you so I, you I, should I, definitely do that for your daughters. You should start a cabin shop. Real quick. So, so Wham, I show, I saw the book and I recognized no, real quick, it. The way yeah. things work. I oh, I told, oh, yeah. By yeah. David McCauley. Yeah. And it says, from levers to lasers, cars to computers, a visual guide to the world of machines. Definitely had like three copies of that yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was in every library in yep. school. Had a great, the cover is great because it's yeah. like really cool drawings of intricate like machines. It's you, and, and it's, it's it's using like rulers as the letters and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. So my most cherished toy before my Super Nintendo, because I'm, I'm thinking this is early, right? Like you, very young kid, very impressionable. You probably got your Super molding. Nintendo at two years old or something. No, no, I'm not that young. Uh, I had something called a Super Turbo Train. 
by Tyco. And it was a really cool. Oh, I remember that. And it was, you know, you can build the the tracks and Mm -hmm. loops and everything. And the trains are electric? They're electric trains and they're they're magnetic. Okay. And uh, and you can kind of link them together and shit and build out these cool things. And that was my favorite toy. That's a pretty awesome I got that at Christmas probably like when I was like six or seven, maybe, maybe six years old. And uh, that was definitely something that um, I guess has also impacted me in the fact that I just like speed and building out roads and like Dude, little the, tracks. The commercials and... for those products were just oh, they were so insane. Any fucking remote control truck or whatever it had, like the most perfect terrain. It would go yeah. over like full on overlanding four wheel drive, and then through a lake that was the exact size and like. And beach. you wanted them all so bad. I know. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little later, but uh, you know, I got super into the RC car stuff, where you're just breaking and building it all, and yeah, how old was that? I mean, that's like you know, I was like 21 or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was late. It was like it was like middle school or late uh, sixth grade or something. But I, I'm really looking. I've been. I was wanting to since my daughter was born. I've been like looking to get like these erector sets. But, you know, it's like eight years, whatever, five more years years old or something. I I can't wait to buy that stuff. Amelie and Phoebe are super into Legos, so they do all these Legos I was just going to say, Legos are great. Those wooden train sets, Mm -hmm. um, Bureau or whatever brand it is, um, those are really good, too, because you use your imagination and all that. Uh, Alex Stadel says, if DWA did a car documentary for Netflix, what would it be about? Um, Cars and DWA. Mm -hmm. Cars and such. As it would be, we're, so we're no, I think making a documentary. Has, we're assuming it has nothing to do with Area 51. Yeah, it's almost like, mm. well, in this case, I think of something like it's a subject that we're super into, right? And it's like documentary style. You like dig really deep into it. So it's, Got it. it could be, let's do a, vintage racing. A, a, it could be vintage racing or a Paris certain type to pick, of car. Picking to Paris. Picking Ooh. to Paris. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Be pretty good. Thinking. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, restoring mm. a 56 Chevy. <laughs> Yo, come on. You guys are in. Let's do it. It's just nothing so for like 30 boring. years. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. The so car just sitting in a it's a, it's a It's a two-hour time lapse of yeah. the car just being engulfed. <laughs> We're moving the car from the garage like to another a garage. Nature show. Hmm. Hmm. That's a very good question. I what about like, uh, all of us going wheel-to-wheel racing in the same class? All right, cool. Against other people too? Yeah. That's kind of rad. Yeah, like there might be some drama there, getting right? Getting into something. I mean, I feel like more... I would want to do like a closed public course type deal. Like we all do the Mila Milia together or something, right? Like we retrace that together. Well, I mean, this is saying if we did a docu- a car documentary for Netflix, what would it be about? And that's not necessarily us. Yeah, it doesn't involved. even have to be us. No, it, it would, doesn't have to be. But I mean, of course, we, we want to do what what it, could be like the, right? it could be like the death Wait. of the analog car and like just going... Yeah. Super nerdy into that and talking and interviewing people well, how about and doing peak peak analog car peak analog yeah like what was and the, trying to figure when, out when did we start losing our way and yeah. what and why and and then you can go into like what the makes, social reasons and why it's changed yep. and environmental, yeah, environmental and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I feel like I'm still sticking to Millie Millie. We are the personalities. People want to see us in there, and I think like just the whole like lead up to it, just being clowns along the way. <laughs> of I don't know. I feel like that would be super rad. Like Millie Millie for me is like pinnacle of like yeah. on like just public close course road just balls out like that's target florida career target florida that i've always wanted to uh see is a uh dirtbag engineering show where you basically tell the history of sports cars and cars in general by going to pick and pull and disassembling cars with like a group of like six people or whatever and there's like some dude that knows all everything about it and it's like you know here you see this weird Peugeot that happens to be in here and this is the way they designed it and you know you can actually pull the pieces apart and see it and you compare it to like a Japanese car or an American car and like you know you could Hmm. do like a full series of like you know suspension and transmissions and all this stuff and Why just see the better different yeah. design decisions and everything. It would be called the junkyard chronicles. Is that what it would be? I mean, you gotta I, have some air of like, I you can know, some see, highfalutin engineer too. So maybe I can, a little work on the name. But. I can see that, but I think you'd need some like a little more entertainment factor. Maybe it, it might be hard. Yeah. So you'd maybe want to like, you could have like episodes like rear, sus- like suspension. And then you could like 
you could actually have a part of it which goes into a junkyard and kind of like looks at cars but then they they actually go into depth there's three cars going around and they're like this car does this and it has a dd on rear suspension or you know whatever you kind of like talk about the different philosophies of suspension and and uh why certain ones are made this way they are so there was obviously a gtv6 in the junkyard that's what happened there you can do brake you know braking and you can kind of go through the evolution too It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, just exa- like certain exactly. aspects of cars. So like the evolution you go through like regions and everything. Like yeah. Whatever. 1900 yeah. till now. And you right. go through and how it's all changed and why it's changed yeah. and how you know, about the different uh, tires and mm-hmm. stuff. How about a documentary about uh, the uh, multi-day driving events uh, that are out there and the rallies that we put on and the people behind them well, and how yeah, they that's... assemble cars and how they prep their cars leading into this and talking about their lives and all of that type of stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the answer, right? Yep. Well, a... I don't know. Some of these other ones are actually... Uh, uh, well, I'm it saying... It is a thing. It's but... something that's already there and yep. it's like fruitful. Right. Eric Doc X says what are your opinions about fender uh fender mirrors so awesome japanese ads like i don't like 10 horsepower i only like it on i dislike correct japanese cars like hate it on 2000 cs bmws what about like i love the Uh, 240s i love 2800s where they moved them to the the Mm -hmm. side what about I like on on british cars some small i'd rather have it in a normal position really yep dude it's so much more fluid. That fender line, like, why interrupt it with? A, oh, I want adds, the mirror to be like, like a, it's like a, a rally light or something. It just adds mm-hmm. a little uh, thing to kind of look at and add why, to the why style. Why is it up there? Yeah, I guess you it's get for J- Japan where you view. come up these really narrow. Oh, excuse me, Washington D.C. is trying to call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a lot of those. You come up to uh, really narrow streets where there's no, you can't see past a building, mm. and that's why some of them have them even further up. Like you have them in the corner. You know, yeah, you have them all the way at the headlight almost. Don't like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so we're mixed. I'm down on some cars. I'm down yeah. on some cars. Yeah, like the, so. One car that I wanted to build, like when I was in college, I was super into these. Was basically the same generation Civic as a CVCC, but in Japan, they had us like a Civic RS or something like that. You know, it was like a little before the SI and the Type cool. R's. That and, sounds rad. And those, yeah, super cool little Panasport wheels, or um, you know, the Watanabe's actually what, is Watanabe. what they had. They were usually orange, and they had the mirrors up there. Like that's such a good look. I I really like it on on the old, especially. 70s cars i think it works really well yeah i think it takes away and it's almost like it's kind of like a very pep boys to me in a lot of situations like it's like it's like adding these like mm. tchotchkes and it kind of breaks up the lines of the car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah see i love art showing this picture of a early honda with that's it. It the one so killer yeah what's the i mean yeah it's, no, it's no, no, no. it's so weird what's, dude it's like hey let's have these other our rear wheel drive japanese hatchback Star Starlet Toyota Starlet. Oh, those are rad. Same thing. Yeah, you got to have them on the Starlet. I'm down. Sanchez Jordan says, "Any opinions on Nitto NT five five fives versus Continental Extreme Contact Sports? Can't get Michelin's as they do not make them for uh, Corvette C four. And I was surprised to hear about Art's experiences with the Nitto on the Cayman. Well, I would go with the Contis. Absolutely, go with the Contis. And both Brian and I have driven hard on both of them. you just drove the Cayman. They had the NT55s. What was your oh, opinion? Oh, shit. Yeah. They, they're really rough. They uh, Grip is pretty low. Um, they give away pretty quickly. Not very good feel. Not very good feel. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of those tires at all. Um, definitely, the Contis are actually a really good um, Pilot Super Sport alternative. Yeah. They're very similar in grip and everything. The ride quality is a little bit worse, but mm-hmm. otherwise really good. And it's a good looking tire, too. I'm surprised that he's giving those tires uh, for the C4 Corvette. I mean, he's in a whole different range with the set of wheels, but I felt like there was only one option when I was looking at tires. Uh, but I ended up going with the Michelins by going like crazy oversized. But um, God, what was it like at Goodyear or something? I don't know. Some like standard. oh the F1 Eagle supercars or whatever they like call that. them. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that was like the standard. But yeah, the by the way, shout out. out. <laughs> I have a set of real NK uh, directional C4 Corvette wheels, slightly mismatched. Like two are from the year '86, two are from the year '87, or something like that. Um, what does that mean? 
the centers are painted different colors. Oh, okay. they're black on one. Yeah, sizing same wheel and everything. Same, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah, it's like a square setup of uh, sixteen by nine and a halfs or something. Um, <laughs> they're all rears. That's awesome. What? No, Six, no, nine nine that's, that's what they fronts. are. Nine and a halfs are fronts. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and I basically want to just give them away. <laughs> so I have an idea, I guys. I, um, I put them on Craigslist for a little bit, and I didn't get any bites. I tried to give them to my na- my neighbor who has a C4, and he was over it. And so I don't know what to do if Craigslist isn't biting. Maybe Dude, just sit on those, and they'll be collectible sometime. I mean, they're maybe they're Enki pretty cool. And, yeah. They're Enki, and uh, they say made in Japan on there. Yeah, that's and they're like real turbo style wheels that yeah. are big, and yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking like, you know, this is, it's the classic, like the Corvette, especially the C4s. Well, all of them really. It's the classic American philosophy. It's like, go big on everything. Just throw everything at it. Big ass fucking motor, all the power, super wide, really low, huge wide tires. And then it'll, it'll do it. Right. Whereas there's no finesse. There's no nuance. It's just like throw everything at it and it'll work. And of course they have a shit ton of grip. Of course they're really good at autocross because of that. Right. But like you eliminate so much, so many other things, right. From the experience, but sure it works. Like it'll definitely give you the numbers, but it's just funny, dude, nine and a half up front. That's insane. Like I can't even think of another car that has that wheels that wide up front. That's wild. And now I'm racking my brain. I mean, that's what I have as a square setup of those, but it could, I, I had two different sets. Uh, and it may be that they are all rears or something, but they all, they all, yeah, it's really wide. Fit. Yeah, well, what was the front tire width section? Uh, all I can remember is that they're all 255s. Yeah. Oh, for the ones that you have. But I, you know, I'm kind of mixed and up because I got into some weird tire sizes with my Corvette. 255 so. would be like nines or nine and yeah. a half. Basically. Yeah. Nine and a half. But it could have been. But I, I'm just saying. I'm giving you the data of uh, the set that I have. Oh, but it's yeah, possible yeah. that there there were eight and a halfs in the front on my first set. Uh huh. Probably. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. Two fifty five sound narrow for rears though. Yeah, you might be right. T Frasca. I just spent a week in Ireland driving a six-speed Nissan crossover. It was novel, but it reinforced my thinking that I'd probably pass on owning a cool car if it was right-hand drive. Have you guys driven on the wrong side? Would it ruin the experience of a fun car for you? Really? Huh. I'm surprised by that. Decision. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't think. I mean, you just have to get used. You just get to used it. to it. Yeah. yeah why? Yeah. Why would you give up? I don't like it's it. Tattered. I don't like it's it. Tattered. It's completely tattered. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine we'll with it within the country w- when you're there, but like the it's whole infrastructure That's is wrong. That's what we're talking about. No, no, he's saying I wouldn't want to own a right-hand drive in the U. Oh, he's, no, no, in he's general, period? cool car. Yeah, well, yeah, but even if he lived there? in UK, no, if I lived no, over there, it doesn't I think, matter. I think he's just saying in general, in, he was in, he was exposed to a right-hand drive car. But he, he wouldn't want to own. But he's probably saying in the United States. Yeah, yeah. In the US, he wouldn't want to own. Not down with that either. Like I, I when I was younger, I thought it would be kind of cool, like a JDM or whatever. But like now, like you know, you seek out certain cars, and like you're just trying to find, like for example, like um. Like the Evo uh, six and a half, the Tommy Mackin edition that was at Radwood um, Sonoma Speed Festival, like that was a left hand drive car. That's super desirable because you get the full JDM treatment, but you can actually drive it normally yeah. on US roads. But like, yeah, if it's in the US, I'm not down at all. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, why would the so he was driving it in a uh, a country where that was normal? Sure, but I think so he's he just was saying... not. He's making an opinion based on yeah, based on something that has nothing to do with the inconveniences of he's driving based, in based the US. on driving in the correct situation. Yeah, so he's yeah. he's I, he must be commenting on the fact that it's just weird to get used to, right? Yeah. But I, I would definitely, if I was in the country, I would definitely. For sure. Like, yeah, that wouldn't bother me it. at all. It's just like passing it's also a not, car. Yeah, <laughs> that's know, like the stuff that yeah, would, in the U.S. it stuff, seems yeah. scary. Yeah. Because like that, passing a car, it's hard enough just right now. Totally. You know, like sitting on the left side to like, you kind of have to go out, out and look a little bit. And yep. Imagine being in that situation, like, ugh. Yeah, I, I'm, sketch. I, I'm kind of impartial. Like, I don't really care, but I definitely wouldn't seek it out for any reason. It definitely but. feels weird. Definitely like feels to weird. Try it. Definitely feels weird. Yeah. So, so I drove Jay's little his Jaguar. That didn't feel that weird because the car is pretty narrow, and your and your head, it's an open top car, so you mm-hmm. can, you have like good view of everything. So, um, but just driving that Skyline R33. Just like moving it around this parking lot, 
those cars are so wide and it's just like having (laughs) having that huge amount of area on the uh on the left hand side when you're driving felt so foreign to me dude it's It's really weird weird. yeah it's super weird and i can tell you that shifting's easy everyone says i've talked to you know you talk to a lot of people and everyone says that you get used to it i never got fully used to it i drove japan cars in japan quite a bit and like the one thing that was something I, w- I don't think I would ever get used to is backing up. Because right. just imagine like how it feels like when you're backing up, like, you know, it feels odd. You everything's know? Like, like opposite. Yeah, everything's opposite. And like, you're used to looking over your right shoulder and now it's super strange. Yeah. Like it's definitely weird. I, I ideally I would like to avoid it. Like if I could have a left, this is odd to say, like, I would, you think that you're in these four, if you're in Japan or if you're in the UK or Wales or wherever the fuck, like where that is the norm, like you think it'd be okay, but I feel most comfortable driving a left-hand drive car, even if I have to sacrifice passing a car in that country, like oddly enough. Yeah, but I wonder, but I bet, you know, how about like two months in? Maybe. I guess I never drove it like yeah. on a daily basis. It was yeah. more like, like here, uh, we're going to the beach today. Yeah. Like, jump in this car or you go to this, I'm going to the store or, you know, or I rented a car to go yeah. a couple days. I think t- maybe two, d- two days. Is the yeah. But imagine like really being. Maybe. Yeah. I guess that's the thing is I, yeah. I never got fully acclimated. Like, but it's, it's definitely odd. Like, dude, try parking a right hand drive car on a left curb, like parallel parking. Like it's so weird. Yeah. yeah it's tattered. Uh, yeah. WB Goggins or Goggins. I'm 17 and currently have a 1985 944 with Fuchs, LSD, and sport seats. Nice. Jealous. LSD, nice. It's my first Porsche and I love it, but I also want a 914. How much do you how much do y'all regret selling your first Porsche? Should I sell my 944 and buy a nice 914 or keep my 944 and buy a 914 with some patina and have a pair of beater Porsches? Dude, side, side note, I have a Japanese SUV for a daily. So he says it's a beater LSD though, one. but that's like that is a pretty cool. I know, wonder if it's a slick top. seats, folks. It's a pretty usable um, car. LSD. I don't so know. I don't I think. Mean, I mean, you might. It's. I mean, if he's saying it's a beater though, you might not regret it. And well, here's the regret part. If it's a beater, how much is he going to get for it? Like, what are well, you going to get for thing. four yeah. grand? Or if it's and, a beater, and it's you know? like, are you really going to? I guess he he must have some money saved. He's gonna buy a nine fourteen because you're really not gonna get a good nine fourteen for less than a decent nine fourteen. A decent nine fourteen for less than like nine ish. Nine. Like I'm talking about a driver without tons of rust. Yeah, and that's the main issue with those cars, right? Um. Yeah. I mean, Lane's obviously the expert here, but uh. I would keep the 944. It's just, it's an easier car to live with. It's not carbureted. It's, uh, you can put more stuff in it. You can do more with it. It's more capable. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more composed on the highway. It's going to be safer. Yeah. I think it's definitely the better car of the choice. I think maybe these days, especially the 914 has more curb appeal. Like it's, it's, it's more of a classic, you know, people appreciate them more, but I mean, we've talked about it, you know, kind of at nauseum. I think 944s are super underappreciated cars and it's, it's definitely a great car, uh, especially for the, the cost you know for what you're what you got going in on there but i don't know regret is the main topic here right like should he sell it i'm trying to find his mm. this question uh so i can look to see if i can well i, I'll tell, I guess i'll tell you this much i mean regret i, I mean let's i mean if we're gonna focus on that and i think lane can back this up it's very 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 hard to find a 944 with sports season LSD. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's, that's, so, right. that's the yeah. one thing. Yeah. So if I think if you're look if you think down the line, you're going to find another one at a reasonable price, that's very unlikely. So yeah. I think probably the right move is to just hold on to it. Yeah. Or you just have to hope that you do. If that's the car you want to go back to, that you do well enough that you can afford to spend like five times as much. Here's a picture of them hanging out with Randy Pobst. Nice. Yeah. He's talking with the Mr. Pobst. Oh. Do we know what and color boy. the car is? Nice. Um, no, but it's got a really nice interior. It only has one picture of it. I don't know why. What kind of interior are we looking at? Is it um, plaid or yeah, sport seats? Or? It wouldn't. It's probably just leather. Well, no, I'm just looking at the dash and stuff. It's like, script. It's, oh, no, that's a 911. That's oh, a 911. Yeah. Is he riding along? Yeah, that is. Mac, with oh, Magnus? you're right. It is a 911. <laughs> I don't know whose car it is, but uh, he doesn't have any pictures of his car on his Instagram. Come on, WB. Well, then you probably wouldn't regret selling it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's really beat. Um, but yeah, just uh, be. Uh, 
I would say if you do go down that path, be very careful buying an i14 because I bought one that was a rust bucket and didn't know it. And uh, you basically need to spend in that ten grand range to get a good one these days. To get just just a rust just free a car, good, yeah, 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 with yeah. like not good paint or anything yeah. like that. Just kind of like to get into a decent car, probably a one seven. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeti Overland says, would you rather purchase a used car after a major maintenance interval, timing belt, et cetera, or right before? This is assuming the price for the non-major maintenance car is priced accordingly to needing the big bill. Hashtag I know a mechanic. Hashtag sheet metal screws. After. Thanks, yeah. Yeti Overland. After. Yeah. They're never, they're never going to get all their money out of that. Like, whatever they put in, they're, you're only, they're only going to sell it for like 300 more. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it or is. Or the same know? price. Or the same mm-hmm. price. So, it you depends know. on the car, but I would Art, say almost Art always. Art says it depends after. on the receipt. Well, yeah. Right. If it's a, if it's a logo, if it's yeah. a dealer service. Yeah, right. Or just a, a fancy stamp. Yeah, I like, like a good stamp. Yeah, uh, always after, and that I mean after also means that's time that you continue to drive your car, yeah. not have to fucking leave your exactly. car somewhere. For who knows how also long. like the the unknowns. Okay, it hasn't had a timing belt done in a long time. You get in there and like yep. cam seals are leaking. It's gonna add time and mm-hmm. all this shit. And yeah, yeah, not worth it. Just get it, get it done. Yep. Yeah, I like cars, says. The original Top Gear crew repeatedly mentioned to be a true petrol head. One must have owned an Alfa Romeo at some point in their life. Which manufacturer is it for you? I don't think it... I don't I don't, I don't go by that. But ever, that's well, a common one, though, right? Thing, right? I, I think, think it's just manual transmission. I'm saying I just don't go with any kind of like, you have to own this brand no, of car to be a gearhead. Like, mm. there could be a guy, like, he's totally into the opposite of what we're into. He's still he's still I'm a total man, gearhead, dude. Manual like, transmission. If you're if you're really yeah, calling yourself sure. a car guy, okay, or yeah, a car gal, buy that. You need to know how to drive a manual. Yeah, mm, that's kind of bare. That's like that's, that's like table that's, stakes. But I'm right. thinking more like, is there like a repair you need to do, or like there's got to be something, no? Like a little bit more. ZHP shift knob, maybe you know, Nardi three thirty, little tiny wheel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> underglow, um, KWs. What is it? Had to have done a burnout. Yeah, you need a special car for that though. They, there's a lot of cars that won't do that. It's true. Or like front wheel drive burnouts are so sad. You still done one though? Yeah. yeah fuck yeah, <laughs> definitely. My GTI would light them up. Uh, maybe you've ha- you have to have you have to have owned a cheap car. Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm. You have to have shitty cars because history. I think that's like. Shitty I think that's car, a key. Shitty car history. Yeah. Well, and I think with that You have that to know what the... it's like to feather a throttle at a stoplight to keep it running. Yeah, or like uh, yeah, use an like umbrella that. because the window won't uh, <laughs> yes. roll up all the way. What if you forget you've owned a shitty car as your first car and you just make up lies about yeah, 2002 and stuff? Like, oh, I've heard that. of people like hey, that. Hey, my 71 2002 was shittier Fuck than my beard Regal, by the way. But uh, not enough to mention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, I think it, it's there's something there. And I think it, it has to do with like... Going through the process, like I remember Jay Leno talked about like his dad, you know, they, they, they had money, but his dad gave him a broken motorcycle as his first motorcycle so that he learned how to fucking fix it. And like that process was a learning experience, which then made him appreciate the thing more. And then like, you know, it kind of sparks this other thing. So like, I think with a shitty car, you're going to go through the motions of like that overheating, whatever. Okay. No. So I, now I need to understand what the thermostat does. And then, Oh, the radiator and then this and that. And so it all starts to add up. And so right. it builds the knowledge base. And mm-hmm. ultimately what a gearhead is, is someone who understands what a machine is gives like you a little mechanical that, right? sympathy yeah and you also appreciate shit when it works right mm-hmm. and you yeah you can i don't know just have and a you greater could, appreciation you could also get into most things and kind of like be able to drive them operate them yeah where i feel like a lot of people like you know like if you can't drive manual transmission it's like come on dude how how much of a gearhead can you be if you say no to a third of the car's you know, I can't drive that car. I can't drive this car. Right. You know? Um, but it gives you an appreciation for knowing how to operate a car when it's on its last light legs. And, you know, I just remember that stuff with my older, with older cars back in the day. Like you'd have to learn how to like basically heel toe at a stoplight to keep the right, car running. running yeah. And then there'd be like, you know what a slipping clutch feels like because you were at that point and you, you know you have yeah, to yeah. like kind of like work the synchro the second gear grind so you have to like put it third it, first you know? and then yeah exactly in, or yeah. double clutch it yeah yeah 
I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Shitty car history is a good one. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. That's a pretty good definition. Tom Neal 831. Does a dash wrap product exist, you know, for those 80s, 90s crack dashes? Well, there's yeah. caps. There's caps. That's where caps seem so lame. They're they, pretty lame. They I work just really had a guy well. Tell me, he said some of them uh, work real. Some, some of them look, look great. really good. You this guy said for my E30, he's like, oh yeah, we can do it because he he does vinyl repair on new cars. Like yeah. if you get a you know whatever, he goes to dealerships and does yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And uh, I was asking him if he does crack dashes. He's like, not really, but there's these good caps you can get now. And I was thinking, yeah, I know, I know the good caps. He's like, I could probably do one for like I don't know, three hundred fifty bucks. I'm like, what? Well, I thought they were. Cheap. That's cheap. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought the caps were like a hundred bucks. Well, but I mean, you have to scuff yeah, it up, and there's glue it. and like all this other like there's hours of work that goes into really? it. Really? So oh. if he's doing that, I yeah. thought it was literally like it just caps. No, on no, no. Yeah. So fucking... you scuff up both sides, and there's like a slathering of the glue, and then you have to press it down and like line it up, and all. I think where slathering is on the bill. So, so no, that's I'm not. I'm not big in <laughs> slathering. So I mean, I'll tell you this: um, most people did not notice this that got in my 2002, but my 2002 had a dash cap on it mm. and looked fucking. It was cherry. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, with that car, it's kind of a unique situation, but the 74 and 75s have this ugly fucking tacked on light. It's like housed in this little plastic yeah. bezel and it says seat belts seat belt, or something, yeah. right? E12s have it too. Yeah. And so with, with this dash cap, you can basically rip that shit off, which damages right. the dashboard, but then you put the cap on and it smooths it out. That's and, cool. And so I actually saw that the same brand that was on my car is on, is, is available for the E30s because yeah. I was looking at some E30s recently and they had, uh, you know, cracks, which all of them do. Just live with the but cracks. Unless it's awful. No, they awful. they, they like look it. really good. Some Dude, of them, like, so, so R107 good. Mercedes. Yeah. Dude, it's so hard. You have because to really good seam around the vents. And yeah, stuff too. you have to really look. You're like, oh, yeah. this has a dash cap. It and only when you're really looking. But the grain is really good. Like they're not too shiny. It has yeah. a nice like semi, you know, matte satin two, finish. Two forty Zs. Oh, really good. Too. And I think I bet a nine forty four is pretty good if you do it right too, because yeah. that's a simple an early nine forty four. It's a simple so, dash. So, but here's this begs the question: that. You can buy a good dash for an E thirty for three hundred bucks. But you have to repl- you? Yeah. And then an uncracked uh, you, one? Yeah. Uh, Holy okay, hell. but look at this. That's a used dash that's gonna crack. And you have, <laughs> and to, you have to take the I whole know. dash that's out. That's the reason I haven't done it. I'm it's I'm, pretty narrow. I live with my Grand Canyons of cracks. So you're talking about uh, like ten hours of labor or whatever, seven hours. I have no idea. I don't about think that. it's that I, bad, but yeah. It's I don't want to do it amount of labor. That's how it is. I pulled mine out, but it I didn't have You weren't worried about it. I wasn't worried about it, and I ended up you know, I I put it back in, but it was not putting it back into factory clips anywhere. It was like making a new clip. Yeah. Do you remember what it took to get it out? It was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain in the ass hours. Yeah, that's what it is. But no, I'm I'm with you though. I don't want to put a used dash in because I know it won't fit right. It will be warped or it's also gonna crack the next day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's so fucked. I mean I think I uh, so what what about you have in your nine forty four, your little Duvet, I, I mean, whatever. I have the shitty old or, school, like the all yeah. oh, the the freaking the, the carpet carpet, carpet cover. I think yeah. it's fine. I actually don't mind it like a little carpet. Dash it. I feel like it's so it's so of the era though, like yeah. in eighties. Like it's like yeah, it I don't mind work. them at all, like on work. on those old cars. But um, Maybe I was Coco gonna say though, so I I so when I bought my E thirty M three with you know it was, you know literally like I was like about to break the bank. I'm like oh, I can kind of afford this, and like I was going back and forth. And the thing that actually won me over was that I had an uncracked dash like it was that is like as rare as it gets for 30 right and like Mm -hmm. i remember i was i think i was texting with like matt or someone and i'm like dude like i'm like about to pull the trigger on this i think i'm gonna do it though because it's a crack dash like that was the thing i'm like i gotta make this fucking work just because it was garaged and yeah that is so insanely rare for 30s yeah Yeah. i've seen a lot of people uh they're fixing dashes and then flocking them you know, like the I don't F- like old it, F40s were and stuff yeah, like well, that. But on, yeah, it's yeah, and they have flocking kits. Huh. And it's pretty easy to DIY. DI, like like scrape it on, kind of like with the glue, or you know, like no, it's a you spray. No, you spray it. Spray. Right? Oh, it's spray. Yeah. Oh, I'm picturing like actual I like that, though. Like I know, carpet, basically. No, it's you know, it's like the yeah, F40s. It looks like almost like a suede kind of. Yeah. It's a fabric. I thought it was a fabric. No, it's not a fabric. No. It's a spray. It's almost uh, like, like imagine like you spray Alcantara so, on your so dash, So you right? spray glue and mm-hmm. then you spray this, this flocking on. No, it's I, I was, little yeah. hairs and you build, it builds up some, like Matt Crook did it to his 911. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, you saw his car. But well, I didn't see sounds, the dash though. That yeah. sounds cool. I mean, it's a Hard good thing. I mean, it's a good thing for it's, like. It's like a race car thing, right? Yeah. 
yeah, because it, it cuts out on any glare. glare Dude, I mean, it's good for any day. Like, I mean, that's one thing that, like, I remember yeah. I was looking at a car and, like, you, when they armor all the dash, right? Like, that's fucked. Like, on a sunny day, you can't see shit. So, yeah. like, I mean, unless you have, like, polarized sunglasses or something. 996s have this annoying, they have this little sensor on the dash in the middle um, between the two, like, air, uh, defroster vents. And, and it has this clear black it's a it's a whatever black plastic cover and mm-hmm. there's a sensor under it yeah and that thing is so fucking annoying because it's glossy oh and black, it reflects it reflects and it reflects off the windshield mm. so annoying and that's a podcast that's thanks it. for joining us see you next time bye later Yeti Overland commented said, My bet for McQueen Racing is microwave corn dogs, cigarette <laughs> cigarette butts, and warm bush ice. <laughs> Hashtag dirtbag. Ben Ben countered and said, I was gonna say fish sticks, warm keystones, and a can of skull. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. So, For example, the next rally is going to be announced here very shortly and it'll go up for sale very soon. And Patreon members will get first crack at getting on the rally, basically. So we'll have it open for 48 hours or so and you guys will get first crack and then it'll be open to the public. And uh, the last rally sold out in 24 hours. So please check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.